Welcome to Origin Gates podcast, Wisdom's Echo. I am Mel Nevenhays, and it is an honor to be with you here today. I have titled this session, Holy as He Is. If we have a look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, it says, You are to be holy because I am holy. What a powerful statement. I remember reading this as a teenager and being so confused by this passage. Why was Peter telling us that we are to be holy because he is holy? Why was this part of scripture brought forward? And why did it, why did it confuse me so much? When I went into the thinking now of why I didn't know if I agreed with the scripture or I didn't know how one could be holy or I just didn't understand how I, a mere person, could be holy, right? And so I've gone into the thinking behind that and I realized the that I, maybe we, had been taught in the church age that we are sinners and that is it. Listen, we are all sinners, saved by grace. Hallelujah for that. But having the mindset of only we are sinners, needing a savior, and that Yeshua was the only holy and perfect one, it kind of does leave us questioning this verse in 1 Peter, where it says that we are to be holy as he is holy. You see, with that all being taught, and then me reading this scripture, I felt like this was an impossible thing to achieve. How do I, a sinner who needs to repent every single day for any sin I may have caused, be holy? I mean, we were even taught that we would never be able to overcome certain sins in our lives, but that we just you know, find a way of of repenting and, and doing our best. You know, you're you're a good Christian. Do your best. Jesus understands. <laughs> you know, these are honestly certain thought patterns and processes that were taught to us. And I look back now and, you know, there was a lot of good in the church age, but there was also a lot of a lot of weird thought processes and and this is one of them. You see, having an identity of being a sinner is just so limiting. If if we don't know that we can actually overcome certain things in our lives, then we will always be held by those things. You know, my husband's got a huge testimony concerning purity and untangling from from things that have held him bound, that certain pastors had even said to him, well, you know, we all struggle in this area, and it just is what it is, you know, and we have to try our best. Like, why is that the understanding, or the thought process, or even the belief that is within the church, that we cannot actually overcome all sin, but as long as we try our best, I'm sure Jesus will understand. If that is our mindset, and if that is our identity, 
then when we read 1 Peter 1 verse 16, of course it will confuse us. And we might even be of those who think that the scriptures are a bit outdated, right? And, uh, you know, take some, leave some, whatever works for you. But that is so not who we are called to be and what we are supposed to believe in and all of that. I mean, like, uh, it just it gets so frustrating how people will rather stay in such a inferior state as a human being, as a son, as a Christian. And they would rather alter the word to to serve their purpose or make them feel as though that they can achieve something. Instead of actually pursuing higher, going higher, wanting to learn how to untangle and growing in maturity. Listen, I would rather have maturity than feel like I can get away with stuff because I don't want to deal. So yes, we are all sinners, saved by grace. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But isn't that the key thing? We have been saved. Yeshua doesn't have to keep saving us. He saved us. So now, that means we have become sons of Yahweh. As soon as we, as soon as we accept Yeshua into our, into our hearts and we get saved, we are then sons. Which means that we are also co-heirs with Yeshua. Now, when that becomes our identity, like, come on now, already it's looking a whole lot better. When the belief and the understanding and the revelation and the knowledge comes to us that we are sons of Yahweh, co-heirs with Yeshua, when that is our identity, holy is something that we can become. Now, again, Coming out of the church age, this was something I really, really had to untangle my mind from. Hearing people around me that I walk in relationship, you know, saying, you know, we are holy as he is holy. It triggered me so badly because I was still so religious in my mindset of, no, I can't be holy, only Yeshua is holy. And Yahweh is holy. What do you mean I'm holy? And I would just like back away from all of that. That freaked me out, right? But then I had to come to the place of renewing my mind, which is found in Romans. We need to renew our minds daily, okay? So as I'm renewing my mind, I'm listening to teachings. I'm engaging with the word. I'm spending time with Yeshua. I come across this scripture and thanks to my husband who had walked through this journey and literally was preaching it almost every Sunday at our church at the time. Um, and he was just like, guys, we've got to get this. We have got to get this. And so I made sure that I, I meditated on this portion of scripture so that I could honestly get it for myself. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 
The Passion Translation says the last portion of that verse like this. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord, who is spirit. Oh, man. Isn't this amazing? As soon as we behold him, we will then be transfigured into his very image, going from glory to glory. So the question then is, if we go back to 1 Peter, you need to be holy just as I am holy, is what Yeshua was saying. Then if we look at him and we behold him and all that he is, then what we look upon, we become. What we hook our eye into manifests within us. So if we are just gazing upon him, beholding him, and as he is holy, then we shall too be holy. It's a beautiful thing to meditate on. I mean, like, if we had to go into the levels and the depths of these passages, it would just blow our minds. But to be transfigured into his very image, to be what he is, I mean, what a beautiful identity that is. What a beautiful, what a beautiful place to be as a son of Yahweh. Looking like him, sounding like him, having his very glory emanating from the core within us. What a beautiful place to be in. Holiness is more than living righteously. And I don't know if we've ever really gone into the idea of what, you know, being holy is, what living in holiness or a holy lifestyle, what, what that even looks like. But I think we've always kind of gone into it's being righteous, it's living righteously. And I think that, yes, that is an element of what holiness is and what that looks like. But I was recently listening to an Origin Gate roundtable chat with Ian Clayton, Marius Elimus, and Grant Mahoney. And Ian said something that I had to go back. I had to take my notes. I've been meditating on it since. <laughs> it was so, so good when he was talking about holiness. This is what he had to say. Holiness, from the root word holy, which means the inability to express the awe and wonder in a physical, verbal way of what you are beholding. Holiness, then, is living in that place of wonder without the ability to express verbally the wonder of what you are beholding on a continual basis. How amazing is that? And so, Ian, thank you and I honor you for releasing that beautiful 
piece of wisdom and revelation to us. Holiness is living in that place of wonder without the ability to express verbally the wonder of what you are beholding on a continual basis. Can you even picture what it looks like for us to be in a continual awe and wonder of Yahweh and his kingdom and what he is doing? Continually looking at him and beholding him and all that he is. That, my friends, is something we need to pursue and really, really run after. This needs to be our identity. This needs to be who we are as sons, reflecting his kingdom, reflecting his glory, growing from glory to glory, being transfigured into his very image and in everything Beholding him, beholding all that he is. And as we behold him, we become holy as he is holy. I've heard a teaching, I've engaged it in the kingdom, and we've even written it in our own songs, where we say, and we and we look into Yahweh, we look into him, and we behold him. And as we behold him, we look to each other and we go, you are holy as he is holy. And then we look to creation and we go, creation, you are holy as he is holy. And then we look to ourselves again and we say, you are holy as he is holy. And we look to Yahweh, you are holy. And that process starts again as we begin to look at each other, declaring over each other, we are holy as he is holy. Creation is holy as he is holy. We look at ourselves, I am holy as he is holy. And we look and behold him because you are holy. What a beautiful place to be in. I really want to encourage you guys today. Let us behold him. And in beholding him, let us become like him. So that when we read the scriptures, when we see what it says in 1 Peter 1 verse 16, that you are to be holy because I am holy, we go, yes, I am because he is. This is an exciting place to be. This is sonship. This is what we are called to be. Because once we understand this, what we can do for him in his kingdom and here on earth is limitless. I really encourage you, meditate on this. And just a quick reminder as I finish this off, remember. You are holy because he is holy.